welcome to a special episode of That's a Wrap. Uh, we're doing, in advance of the 2016 Oscars, we're doing mini episodes on each of the Best Picture nominated films. And uh, today, and today, yeah, we're talking about Bridge of Spies. It's going to be me and Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, Eric. All right. So uh, basically how we're doing this is um, as long as two of us have seen the film, we're going to record about it. So you might hear me and Nick or Nick and Chris or me and Chris or all three of us. And we're hoping it's all three of us for most of them. But that's how we're going to do this. Uh, And we're going to release all eight episodes in advance of the uh, Oscars so that people can can hear our thoughts on uh, on each of the best picture nominees. So uh, Bridge of Spies. Yeah. Yeah, so we saw it together. We sure did. <laughs> Your first time at the at the Farmington Civic. Yeah, strangely. Lovely little uh, old second-run theater with a lot of history in Farmington and uh, Michigan. Yeah, and uh, what a wonderful little thi- with little little theater that that is for sure. It's great. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of films there over the years. Yeah, and we saw Bridge of Spies kind of on. Not quite a whim, but you know, we were, it was one of those. Let's go see a movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. then I came over to your place. It was and we're either like, going to be Spotlight or Bridge, and we yeah. were both mm-hmm. looking for something. Uh, well, neither one of them was going to be a laugh fest, but but Spotlight, given its nature, was going to be a little more depressing than Bridge of Spies, which we all kind of know how that how that turned out. So, yeah, definitely. So, um, so yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna spend a little while talking about that. Um, so where to, where to start with this film really? Um, well, I know where to start. You just said that we all know how it turned out, but, um, but do you think we do? Do do, do you think people generally know the history of, uh, of that particular narrative? What was going on? I knew, I knew I'm a big fan of, and, and, uh, student of history. And I knew going into it of, you know, and, and do I, do I say spoiler uh, right now? That's a good question. Do I, do I, <laughs> do I say what I know at this point? Um, I, th- I think so. Okay. For well, something that's based on a true story, right? I, I knew uh, Gary Powers was shot down and I knew that we, we, we traded a Russian spy for him. So yeah, I mean, I knew that much going yeah. into it. So I knew, I knew that that's what was going to happen, but the way in which we get there and the, and the road that Spielberg takes us down is, um, you know, I may just go ahead and say right now that this actually might be my, I, my favorite of, of the eight. Uh, okay. but we'll revisit that clearly later in, in each and every little mini episode. And, and we'll talk about it again right before the Oscars, but I'm just laying that out there that it might be my favorite. Actually, it seems like the, the underdog in many ways. Yeah, I do think it's the underdog. Uh, I agree with you on that. Um, so I guess you've already talked about what it's about, right? It's about the during the Cold War, you know, Gary Powers was shot down in a spy plane and, and there were these negotiations to trade him for a spy that we had. I mean, that's basically the narrative, right? right? In a nutshell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. But I was going to say... And that's and that's great, you know. I I I love historical films. I love period piece cinema. I'm always drawn to it, and I'm always curious how the cinematographer, production designer, and director will collaborate to come up with the the look of the world 
that we're going to inhabit when it's not present day. And Spielberg's absolutely fantastic at this. It's one of his best gifts, I think, as a filmmaker, is to, uh, you know, along with another one of the nominated films, uh, Ridley Scott, both of those directors are absolutely second to none in creating worlds for us to inhabit. And I just think about the beginning of Bridge of Spies, that sort of very long, languid shot we have as we get into that upper upper level room in this, you know, building in, was it like Brooklyn or something? You know, I'm not entirely sure uh, where we see this Russian spy uh, painting. Uh, and he's doing, you remember he's sort of painting a, a self-portrait of himself. Yeah. Uh, very deliberately, very slowly. I mean, it's a real deliberate camera. And, um, you know, Spielberg's just takes so much time in framing and composing all the movements, all the tracks for the camera and everything. And, uh, you know, that sort of that right there, that sort of like quietness and that stillness of that kind of kind of like set the whole tone for the film and for that character. Do you, do you agree? Yeah. It set, and it's at the pace as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because he spent a lot of time on that and it really tells you a lot about this character who, um, you might think of as a secondary character, you know, because I mean, Tom Hanks is in this movie, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And Tom Hanks is never anything but the lead, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, so he seems like a secondary character and in some ways he is, but to me, uh, he, that, that Russian spy is the heart of the film yeah. in a lot of ways. So it sets the, um, it sets the tone. It sets the pace as well, which is really important because it's not a fast film. Uh, like m- many of Spielberg's films, he, he takes a lot of time to develop character and relationships and things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that first uh, scene uh, for shot and first scene really, really sets you up a lot. It does. It sets in, well, it sets in motion the, the, the tenets of espionage and the cold war, which was a war of paranoia and a war of time and a war of, of, um, ideology rather than a war. You know, it was, it was, it was a covert war of paranoia rather than, you know, as they say, boots on the ground. And it lasted decades and decades. Yeah. And so, you know, there's, there's, there's no thrill ride. There's no, you know, this this is a certainly a a, a market improvement from um, one or two of the previous Spielberg missteps, specifically the Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull thing, which <laughs> which is nightmarish to watch. But uh, <laughs> you're right. But uh. <laughs> uh, but you know, like the last few films, particularly with Lincoln and uh, and Bridge of Spies, um, you know, we're we're seeing I think Spielberg get back into not that he ever left it. Uh, but there's, you know, there were a couple of misfires because um, you can really look at his career decade by decade. And, and maybe that's what we'll do when we get to the uh, to the end of this little mini episode here. But so, yeah, that that brings us into the film. And then um, and then, yeah, you're right. We are introduced to the, the the real protagonist of the story. And this is where the film is still very sort of like Frank Capra esque, you know, very Jimmy yeah. Stewart esque. And um, gets to the heart of like American idealism and populism in the way that Capra would, um, and with with this character of Tom Hanks, this lawyer, he's working for an insurance company, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. So 
Yeah, yeah. There's there's something about the film. The the, the mise en scène is amazing. The set design, the the score is amazing. It's it's a lot of what you expect from Spielberg. Um, but there's there's I don't I I have never been able to put my finger on it. But in a lot of Spielberg's work, especially these historical pieces, which are so beautiful most of the time and so well done and so evocative of the period. There's always something that leaves me cold. Mm-hmm. Never been able to figure out what it is. Uh, and when I watch when I watched the film, I was riveted the entire time. I thought Tom Hanks was great. I mean, Tom Hanks was Tom Hanks. I think the cinematography was wonderful. The pacing was fine. Um, but afterwards, thinking it through, I just, it just it felt. And maybe it's that Frank Frank Capra esque thing you're talking about. I feel like it's a little sentimental maybe um but yeah interesting though eric because it's sentimental for a for a uh, a much larger concept than oneself or indeed a relationship like a love story it's maybe sentimental for uh american patriotism of a particular of a of a particular type from a particular era um Maybe maybe that is what the film is at, because ultimately there's a striking parallel between the moral center of Tom Hanks's character and mm-hmm. the um, the milieu today that we live in in terms of constant fear of terrorism, and and that perhaps the best way to go about um, seeking justice is not to take the life essentially if you if you can spare it, but to um, hold on to uh, uh, um, someone of value to a potential enemy and use them as, as collateral or leverage in because frankly, what, what, what was it? Abel? I've got the IMDb. Yeah. 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 What Abel, yeah. as Hanks points out, was doing was just the same job that any spy in any country is doing that our spies were doing. He got caught. How would you want our spies to be treated? You know, uh, sort of almost the the basic golden rule of do unto others. And, you know, I mean, the film takes some liberties in terms of time. You know, it kind of compresses a lot of the this is this went on for quite a while, but they they compress it, make it feel very short. Um, Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Thankfully. (laughs) Uh, And um, I think maybe that that sentimentality, that sort of like. Because you're right, Spielberg is not a really sentiment. There's sentimentality in some of his earlier cinema when he was younger and when he was a bit more wide-eyed, I think, in his worldviews. But he's he's not one to often tackle, you know, the the, the romantic film. You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. always yeah. is probably an exception to that rule. But he's very much. You look at like things like Amistad and Lincoln and Schindler's List and sort of this this. Um, you know, this uh, civic patriotism that you can see running through his films maybe is sentimental for a previous time. You know, you, you see it in Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. Um, mm-hmm. What other films? You know, you probably see it in, in yeah. oh, in Munich, you know, is a great example of that. Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan, of course, that would be the the, the poster mm-hmm. child for this. Um yeah. Yeah, which I which I which I felt had the same kind of problem in a way, you know, because I, I do see it as a problem uh, for me personally, because uh, I because I don't know if I agree with this sentimentality because it does call back to a this kind of earlier era of like you said like a, almost a naive patriotism mm-hmm. uh, that I don't necessarily 
um, agree with or harken back to because a lot of nasty stuff happened, like say in the Cold War, which he alludes to for sure. Because well, I think uh, yeah, he's putting that on trial, isn't he? In, the, in a way, yeah, 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 in a way, because he's saying like the Tom Hanks character, he was he's pretty much shunned in society right. for uh, defending this this um, this Russian spy, and he ends up being right. The Tom Hanks character, he ends up being you know, in the right and he ends up doing the right thing and actually saving an American life. Isn't which it remarkable, Eric, that the film starts off with n- not even the slightest hint of whether this guy is a spy or not. He is. We, we, right. oh, yeah. yet we find ourselves completely empathetic towards him and beyond empathetic, sympathetic. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, in the beginning it's empathy Later, yeah. it becomes sympathy because of the way yeah. the character's written and performed. That's yeah. no easy feat, you know. Especially at the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Especially at the very end. Yeah, I agree. And that to me is a saving. I, I shouldn't say saving grace. It's not like a bad movie that had good things. I mean, it's a good movie that does a lot of what Spielberg does for me, which, which, which always just, I, like I said, it just turns me off a little bit. But, but to me, the the real genius of the movie is is the Rudolph Abel character played by Mark Rylance, you know, because um, it's very, uh, there's a very sparse performance and, and you're right. We, he, you're very sympathetic, empathetic and sympathetic for him. And I think that's the beauty of it because the, on the surface, the narrative is about, you know, the um, getting the American life, which is um, of course more important than the life of the Russian. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, th- that's, that's kind oh, of the wow. conceit of the film, but the uh, Tom Hanks character, James Donovan, he, he turns it on his head. He tries to get two Americans, you know, for this one Russian. And he actually cares about the Russian as yeah, well. And and so so there it's very much saved in a way because you can see this narrative being played out a completely different way, uh, where where the Russian is unsympathetic and it's he's just a, a pawn in this game, you know. And but and, uh, and, and that's the and that's another sort of double whammy of the of the beauty of this film is it's very Rod Serling-esque. It's very um, Frank Capra-esque. I mean, the hero is very life-size. He is a simple uh, uh, family man lawyer, you know, with with, and and very good at what he does and clearly has a strong reputation. But making heroes out of everyday people, you know, which is something that not only Capra, but other directors in the studio era, some really, you know, um, spent their time doing, that's... um, I mean that's always going to going to I think work and captivate uh, an audience because after all that sort of universal connectivity is you know I don't know about you but I'm not a movie star I'm not a I'm not a politician I'm not a <laughs> diplomat you know we're just average people and and you know um, Hanks is sort of the, the the everyman in the film and that he's able to pull off these sort of uh, extraordinary feats almost fearlessly. Well, no, fuck that. Fearlessly. <laughs> he's <laughs> right. pretty fearless. I mean, when he's in East Berlin, there are uh, some truly scary moments for this character, you know? And I don't think that that that's an exaggeration or taking any dramatic license with that. I mean, I absolutely believe, without doubt, um, the danger was very, th- the, and the threats were very real to him, uh, particularly at, at Checkpoint Charlie and other other areas as they're building the wall. And yeah, the, the film is absolutely exquisite to look at. The cinematography is gorgeous. Again, it's, I believe it's Janusz Kaminski, right? Uh, who, who, uh, um, so, yeah. 
yeah, well, I should double check on that while we're while we're talking. But who yeah, Spielberg has been, you know, working has crafted a um, a solid working relationship with. So uh, it's wow, you know, I, I I'd like to go on record and say that like I, I I'm not making any predictions right now about what will win or or what should win, you know, yeah. uh, or what I want to win. But I, I do think that. I do think that maybe this was my favorite and and I think it was because there was a very strong humanitarian, you know, thread that ran through it that was very relevant today and in our, our our sort of, you know, political and and, and military landscape. Uh and it was you know exquisitely acted and exquisitely shot and yeah. with a with a compelling ground in US history and or Anglo-Soviet history. That's kind of a recipe for a, a Schlegel film, you know. I mean, that's it's very much, you know, uh, and I think there's a tendency to underrate Spielberg efforts, uh, as Bob Burgoyne can attest to, <laughs> as our uh, f- former mentor of ours um, has written extensively about the epic and and about Spielberg, and um, often often really uh, talks about how Schindler's List was probably unfairly you know, looked at because it was a, it was such a Hollywood product by a very Hollywood director. And that shouldn't necessarily mean anything other than, um, so what, right? That is that. And, and when you look at something like Bridge of Spies, it seems very commercial. It's, it's Spielberg, it's Hanks. So what there's, there's real artfulness to this film. Um, even though it had a large budget and a large cast and large crew and you know what? Right. 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 Yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, and you know, I kind of like talked myself into either I've talked myself into liking the film more than I was thinking that I did, or I just remembering how much I liked it because I know when we walked out of the film, I was like, yeah, that was really good. You know, in retrospect, I mean, there are certain things about it that, uh, that, you know, I, I have some reservations about the film. Um, but as I was, we were talking about the different characters and stuff, I, I started talking myself back into it. It's a really great film. And there's this particular scene. There are two things I want to talk about really uh, fairly quickly. Um, there's a particular scene that I found kind of, chilling and powerful and um and you'll remember it it's the shot where there's it's the uh Amer- there's an american on a bike oh yeah and they're and they're building the wall between east and west germany and he is in east germany and he rides his bike if i remember correctly right or maybe he might walk it but he goes around the wall yeah. back in the west germany right and kind of looks around for a while and then rides it back into east germany just no problem whatsoever because they're still building it. He can just ride his bike around the unfinished wall. So West Germany back to East Germany. Then he goes to get his girlfriend and he wants to go back to West Germany. He's like, yeah, this isn't right, man. We better get, so he goes to get her and he comes back and he can't go. And not only can't he get back to West Germany, he's arrested. Right. And the and, only copy of his dissertation, which yeah, was the only, well, yeah. pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, for us, you know, thinking that you have one copy of your dissertation and it's all on paper because you had to type it on a typewriter, and they just <laughs> yeah. oh, that was brutal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't even want to talk about that. I mean, oh yeah, God. there's a lot you can talk about in terms of proxemics and space and cinematic space and and property and what's what back and forth, East Berlin, West Berlin. Um, isn't that crazy? You know, people with guns yeah. telling you what, where, what you can and can't do. It yeah. doesn't seem to change, you know? Right. Um, but, but the point that it's like, it, 
at one point they're not telling you that. And then half an hour later, they're telling you that, you know, exactly. just, just how quickly it changed. And that's, and that was all cinematography and, you know, and at least the proxemics and all that. And it's just, uh, it's just a testament to the, to some really powerful filmmaking. And the only, the only other thing I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit, which you've already talked about a little bit is, you know, there's this old, I don't know if it's a truism, but, um, you know, any, any movie set in the past is really about the present. Right. Right. You know, you said it in the past, but it's really about what's going on now. And I think that's worth talking about. And you talked a little bit about terrorism and, and how we treat people. And I think that there is a commentary maybe going on um, with with how well the Russian spy was treated at, you know, at the hands of Tom, you know, because of Tom Hanks, right. Tom Hanks character. But, um, you know, and there might be some kind of... Um, you know, commentary going on about uh, Abu Ghraib and about um, Guantanamo and, and, and things like that. You know, how do you want your captured soldiers or spies to be treated? Right. You know, and, and maybe there's a little bit of a commentary about how we um, in contemporary uh, you know, in the contemporary U.S. treat our prisoners of war. You know, we've got we've got people in Cuba right now who have been. Uh, incarcerated for decades and not charged with anything, you know, maybe not decades, maybe a decade or more and not charged with anything. And, and, you, you know, like things like that. So there's, I think, I think there's something to be said about revisiting the cold war today. Well, sure. Absolutely. And, and I think that that's one of the messages of the film is, is, um, you know, that, that body of politic is, 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 is definitely one of military strategy and, you know, um, uh, in building relationships between superpowers or, or, and, and other nations that you're, you know, currently, uh, engaged with or not friendly with. And this could be North Korea. This could be the Soviet union. This could be, uh, certain countries in the middle East. Uh, but, you know, but then again, you have to consider, you know, what are, what are the tactics you want to use? How, 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 how do you want, do you want leverage and able to get people back? You know, if somebody's being held in Iran, for example, just recently in the news, we had this thing about this, some, uh, some of the military was sort of wandering in, you know, in their ship, if you recall, yeah, uh, yeah. and, and sort of being held and, and, and taken. And, you know, I mean, it was a very, in retrospect, it was just a little while ago and it was handled, you know, quite, uh, expeditiously and gingerly, but it was, it was sort of a model of diplomacy in terms of, you know, dealing with, but if it it should turn ugly, um, yeah, I mean, what have you got in your back pocket? What have you got to trade? If you've killed killed everybody, you got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But even beyond that, even beyond the political expediency, I think that, um, you you know, the way Spielberg presents the, uh, humanistic, uh, kind of aspect of it is like, how do we treat human beings? You know, because I don't think that, um, I always forget the, the real person's name, but the Tom Hanks character, um, uh, James Donovan, mm-hmm. the way Spielberg portrays him, it's not a, he says it's about, well, maybe we'll need to trade him later, but you, you do get a, a very real sense that he wants to save him as a human being. Absolutely. He, he's frankly fond of him. I think it, yeah. the, the film goes to, yeah. And I think that's important too, because I think you're right that there's this kind of tactical or maybe strategic kind of uh, consideration, you know, but I think there's also this kind of, 
these people are humans and they're doing the same thing that we're doing on the other side. A lot of times, you know, they've got their own kind of reasons for doing things and their own allegiances, sure. but you know, how do you treat a human being kind of in general? Right. I think that's, I think that's there too. And that's a double-edged sword with Spielberg. Cause that's the same thing that I was just complaining about 15 minutes ago, but I also think it's one of the strengths of the film. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think so. that there's, well, I know I think there's, um, you know, I, th- I think that anybody who goes into this film has to, you know, um, watch it with, uh, how should I put this? Um, with, with a sense of living history. I mean, you have to, I, I, I was born during the Cold War. You were born during the Cold War. It wasn't until we were, you know, in, in our late teens, uh, basically, that um, uh, that that sort of like a nuclear detente was reached between Gorbachev and Reagan that we saw the the Berlin Wall come down. I was, what, 19 or 20 years old. Um, I mean, we lived this, you know, and it was part of our and, – and I think maybe younger generation today may think of the Cold War as some sort of fossil, you know, but it's – oh, my God, it was a, it's a 40-year war of paranoia and it's a mental war and it's a war that took prisoners in very different ways. I mean, uh, in, 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 you know, in, in many ways, the most brutal war of the country of the, of the century, because the, the, the whole idea of nuclear annihilation is behind it. You want to approach bridge of spies with all that in mind. And I think you'd be, re- yeah. you'll be really rewarded, you know? Yeah, definitely. And if you don't, even if you don't know that and didn't live through it, I, th- I think that Spielberg does a, a good enough job of uh, pinning the picture, stakes, you know, yeah. of, of uh, yeah, exactly, of, of, of uh, depicting the stakes. So I think he does a, I think it's a good job of that. So yeah, overall, I think um, when I saw that it was nominated for the best picture, I was, I was a little surprised, but I don't know why, because this is a really solid film. <laughs> you know, that's my whole point so, is that I think yeah, yeah. it to underrate or take for granted. Yeah. Spielberg as well as Hanks, even though he's got two Oscars and, and mm-hmm. Spielberg's got some too. So, yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I, maybe I was doing the same thing, but yeah, excellent film. I'm very glad we saw it. I, I, I just, I think it's worth, um, I think it's worth viewing uh, for those who haven't seen it. Um, so that's it for uh, this installment of the mini episodes for the uh, 2016 Oscars. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy the rest of them that we do. Uh, we're gonna—they're all up on that's a wrap show dot com, and uh, if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm.